Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Welcome to the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Brandon Kane, and we're back with another Monday Deep Dish episode talking with someone who covered Blackhawks prospects this past season. Joining me on today's show is Scott McDonald of SB Nation's Colorado Avalanche website, Mile High Hockey. Scott covers the Avalanche, of course, and the team's AHL affiliate, the Colorado Eagles, but he joined me to talk about his other beat on the website, the Denver Pioneers, and more specifically, Blackhawks defenseman prospects, Ian Mitchell and Slava Demon. We talked about the season that was for Mitchell and Demon, and what to expect next season, whenever that will come. I hope you enjoy listening to the conversation, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever the hell you get your podcasts. All right, Scott, so let's just start uh, right from the jump. Ian Mitchell signed last month. Is that something that you expected to happen after his season, or with the whole uh, coronavirus pandemic and the season ending before he could, you know, actually go for a national championship like he said his goal was at the start of the season sure yeah I guess I'm not I'm not too surprised that he did that I know the Blackhawks were were pushing real hard for him uh last year they wanted him to to not join DU for his his junior year and instead make the jump last season but he did because like you said he ultimately wanted to uh to try his his chance at a national championship with Denver and obviously unfortunately that's that didn't happen for, for I guess anybody um so I can't, I can't say I'm, I'm too surprised. I knew, I mean, the Blackhawks wanted him. I think he's, honestly, I think he's, he's ready to make that jump. Um, I think he just really kind of want to put that on his resume that he could, uh, he could have pushed for a national championship, but uh, that didn't happen. But I think he's, he's ready for the pros and can't say I'm too surprised that, that he made that move despite the outcome of this uh, whole coronavirus canceling the season. Did you see any, I guess, significant gains in his performance from his sophomore season to his junior season? Um, I mean, I guess like just as, as players get older, especially in college, you kind of, you can see that confidence um, grow within them. And I think that's, that's kind of been the case for him as well from year to year. I mean, if you, you could look statistically from his freshman to his, uh, his junior year, this, this past year, I know he said, um, I knew personal best for, for goals, like 10 goals and then 32 points was, was the best this year. So st- statistically speaking, he definitely had um, one of his best years and that was a drastic improvement, but yeah, he's gotten faster you could see his decision making uh had gotten better and i think obviously just the, the confidence of being named captain which he was this past season i think did a lot for his game and um I mean, you could really tell he was probably he was the guy on on the power play at least he's kind of he was the offensive defenseman on du's roster and he he quarterbacked that power play very well for him which again i think shows a lot of a lot of confidence with him and um i think that was a big area that he he improved on as well I think he's just he grew into a leader from from freshman year to his junior season and I think we all we all saw that last year okay those are those are good things to know because there's a need for a guy who can man the power play for Chicago so if he could step into that role even on the second unit 
during his rookie season, that'd be a big benefit for the Blackhawks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's been comparisons I've seen throughout this past season of Ian Mitchell and Kale McCarr. And I know, you know, you're right there in Denver with the avalanche as well. Do you see those comparisons or is it just that their playing styles match up just enough where people kind of leap to that conclusion? Yeah. I mean, it's actually funny you mentioned that because that's, especially yeah, with the media here, obviously with the, with the abs and the DU pioneers, um, he kind of has drawn that comparison a lot this last year. He's, you know, a poor man's Kale McCarr. And I honestly, I, I could see it like maybe not as quick on his feet, but uh, he's, he's a smart, smart guy. Like Kale McCarr is um, he knows when to make like jump on the play. Uh, he's definitely, I would say the most, I guess, comparable thing I could see with him and Kale McCarr is, I mean, just his ability to uh, just lead the rush and break out the puck. And like, he, he knows when to, to make that pass first or, he knows more oftentimes not to just take the puck up himself and will kind of break it out on his own. I think in that sense, yeah, I, I see a lot of the Kale McCarr comparisons there, but I, I, I could see it. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when he makes this jump to the pros, if he could, you know, do it at the level of Kale McCarr is. I think that's pretty hard to, uh, I guess, do, I mean, it's going it's to be a waiting game. We'll have to wait and see what he can do. But Kale McCarr is a very special player, and I think Ian Mitchell definitely has the, the potential to be that kind of caliber player and I guess we'll we'll see I feel like there's definitely going to be a a bit of like a media buzz the first time he comes back to Denver and especially if that would be like the first game that Mitchell and McCarr play against each other I think that'd be an interesting dynamic to see how that unfolds hopefully Hopefully um, (laughs) right right yes I I think the potential is uh, certainly there but it will be we'll see I can't wait to see that first matchup here in Denver it'll be fun What's the uh, relationship that Mitchell had with uh, DU's coach, uh, David Carl? Well, you know, I was actually talking to um, DU's newest captain, Cohen Olszewski, over the phone um, not too long ago. And he was kind of telling me, I, I asked him the question if this was, when you, when you determine captains of the team, if that's more or less, um, you know, like a player's vote or if that has like, if, if the staff votes on that, he kind of told me it's, it's, it's mostly up to the staff and the coaching staff. So, I mean, that just goes to show right there that the fact that he was named captain means, you know, head coach David Carl had a lot of confidence in him and he kind of shows him as the guy. So I'd say the relationship is, it's solid. Um, I, when I talked to him, I guess back in November, I, I asked, I interviewed both Ian Mitchell and David Carl. He told me, uh, I actually have the quote right here. I'll just read it off. He said, Mitchie has been really good for us. He wanted to be a dominant player in college hockey, uh, night in and night out. I think he's done that. And then off the ice, he's been done a great job of bringing this team close together, leading by example of how to treat your teammates, how to treat others around the program. And I think that our group is really, really close because of Ian's demeanor and how Ian treats people with respect. So, I mean, that, I guess that quote right there kind of just sums it up for you. You know, he's a great player on the ice. He says that, but like, it's the stuff that you do off the ice that kind of really determines a player's value some of the time. And I think, yeah, David Carl, he, he loved Mitchell. I think he's going to be sad to see him go, but yeah, great relationship. I think those two had. Yeah, and if that was back in November, you just have to feel that the time that he had with the team throughout the season, that just probably grew even more and, you know, hopefully rubbed off on his teammates as well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I think it should. That's, I mean, that's what you do as a captain, you know, so I think, uh, I think he's certainly done that. And then switching gears here, uh, the Blackhawks acquired Slava Demon, uh, a defenseman in the Robin Leonard trade in 
February, I believe, or it was late January. Uh, what can you tell us about his game? Yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys you don't maybe, you know, Ian Mitchell, you notice a lot more because he's that offensive defenseman kind of guy. He's he's quick to join the rush and he's, I guess, more, you know, fun to watch. Uh, Slava Demon's kind of, he's he's your, your stay-at-home defenseman. He's more of a raw prospect. It'll be interesting to see uh, what his timeline looks like uh, to joining the, the Blackhawks organization. I think he certainly needs time. Um, obviously, he's coming back to BU uh, this next year, and I think it'll it'd be smart if he stayed another senior year as well. Um, but I would say when he, when he came in from as Wenatchee, the Wenatchee Wild, the, the BCHL, I think he was touted as, a, uh, as an offensive defenseman. He was drafted by, by Vegas a couple of years ago. That's what he was. And, I mean, he put up something like 45, 50 points um, in his final year at the BCHL. And I think that has not translated over to uh, the collegiate level. I think he's kind of – uh, I guess maybe been in the shadow of the Ian Mitchell's. He's kind of been playing a lot of the uh, the third pairing minutes and then a little bit of a promotion to like second pair uh, later in the season. But he's your, he's your stay at home guy. Uh, he knows he's, he's smart. He's definitely good at positioning with his, uh, his feet and his stick, but he's skating's maybe not the strongest uh, of his abilities, I guess. When he's, I guess when you compare it to a guy like Ian Mitchell, it's a tough comparison, but. Yeah, he's more uh, not as mobile, but stay at home. He's smart. He knows what to do with the puck, but he's, he's a raw prospect for sure at the end of the day. Do you see him this season just having an, an increased role as far as just his playing time or also with special teams? Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the roster heading into next year for the Pioneers, uh, they, they graduate a lot of their defensemen. Obviously, Mitchell's turning pro at the Blackhawks. Uh, assistant captain Michael Davies was a defenseman. He, he's a senior, so he graduated, as did Eric Fear. So, I mean, you lost three of your, like, top six defensemen right there. So, I think now, all of a sudden, Slava Demon's been kind of thrust into, I guess, a top pair role now. So, I think this is going to be kind of one of those make-or-break years for him where we get to really see how he's matured and who he really is as a player. And I'm excited to watch that because I think he's, his playing minutes are certainly going to go up. And maybe we'll start to see some of that, uh, that offensive spark that we saw in the BCHL. Did him and Mitchell play it all together on the same pairing or no? Uh, they did not. Yeah, no. Okay. They never played together. I was thinking that'd just be like an interesting contrast of styles where you have a guy who's more stay-at-home oriented and then Mitchell who can just go free. Right, yeah, no, it, it would be. I think that's a, the perfect compliment for a defenseman, but yeah, I don't think they ever, they ever played together. So what do you see as the – expectation for Demon and DU heading into next season, whenever that season starts. Right. I mean, I think the expectations never change. I think it's, it's a bit unfortunate because I think DU had one of their, their stronger teams they've had, uh, I guess, since they won the national championship. And, I mean, going back to our original point, that's, that's really why Mitchell decided to return for his junior season this past year because he thought he had a real legitimate chance of winning. And I think they did. And obviously the unfortunate situation that happened, they didn't get the chance. So, I think it's going to be a little tough because you're 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 missing a lot of those those top guys. You're missing Mitchell, you know, your captain. You're, you lose half your defensemen, and it's going to certainly be tough. But I think the expectations never change. They're they're going to fight for a national championship. I think uh, it's going to be a, kind of a new wave, a new era of players that are coming in through through Denver, and we'll see how they ride. So the expectation every year is pretty much frozen for or bust. You would say. 
for them? I would say, yeah, for Denver, I mean, they've won, I think it's like a it's NCAA record. It's like maybe like, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but I think they've won like the most 20 plus win seasons um, in recent history, at least. And that's always the expectation. I think they've, they've made the tournament. I guess this would have been like six or seven years in a row. I think that's kind of when it, with a program like DU, that it's one of the most winningest national programs in college hockey. I think, yeah, that, those expectations never change regardless of who's on the ice. And I think that starts with the, uh, the culture of the, with the head coach, David Carl. And I think he's really instilled that within the locker room and expectations certainly never change there. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. Is DU kind of put up on a, a pedestal in the, the Denver sports landscape? I know it's the only like college, you know, in town, but um, is there more like media coverage on them than you would expect for a college team? Because I feel like if there yeah. was, then that could help guys when they transition to the to the next level to deal with kind of more scrutiny and whatever right. they, they would deal with. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, I would say yeah. If you if you go to a DU Pioneers hockey game, it's it's sold out just about every night. I couldn't really tell you how many what the capacity is of the Magnus Arena where they play at. But I mean, yeah, you're playing in front of a, a sellout crowd. I was, you know, part of the media scrums down there. There'd be anywhere from five to 10 of us usually um, per home game. Obviously it kind of depends on maybe if North Dakota's in town and there's going to be a little more media, but I would say, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good, I think it's why a lot of people choose maybe the North Dakotas and the Denver's of the college hockey world, because I think it, it very much can prepare you for, I guess, life in the pros, you know, whether that be with dealing with media or, just fans and attendance, things like that, level of competition. I think, yeah, certainly that's, it's going to help a guy transition into the, uh, the big leagues. All right. I don't have any more questions for you, Scott. Do you think that we, uh, we covered everything that we could today? I would say, yeah, that was good. I think we nailed it. All right. Uh, so let people know where they can find your work um, to follow Demon and the, the Pioneers uh, next season. Sorry, what's that? I lost you there. Oh, just uh, let people know where they can uh, find your work and follow Demon and uh, the Pioneers next season. Oh, sure. Yeah, you can follow me at, uh, I guess, Mile High Hockey or at Off Scott Free on Twitter. And I'll, I'll have all your, your coverage next year for Slava Demon and the DU Pioneers. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.